Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Take It or Leave It. I am one of your hosts who won't remember jack shit about this intro. Oh my, God. my name is Meredith Masony. We're just gonna we're just gonna okay. steamroll in today. I'm Tiffany. What's up? Um, we're gonna talk about everything, man. Marriage, motherhood. What's ki- kids? What's the, the other one? Mother- everything. Everything in between. In between. <laughs> so, welcome. Um, dude, I had something to say, and I oh, I've been crying all morning. Like tears? Yeah. <laughs> no, blood. Well, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> I have. I Listen, it started with one reel. And then my algorithm was like, oh, she's in her feels. Let's just pump it. One reel after the other. I was so emotional. for. But I am. I'm, I mean, I'm coming off my my lady time. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but it wasn't like bad tears. It was like heartwarming tears. Oh, so you, you just needed some chicken soup for the soul. I guess, I guess it felt really good to cry. And I was like, I think I'm supposed to do this sometimes. Mm. It was like burning my face like acid. Cause I'm not used to it, but isn't that weird how our emotions do that? Like you suppress them for so long and then you watch a couple's pregnancy announcement and then it's just over. There was this couple and she woke her, her person, her spouse up just holding a test and he got up. Neither of them said a word and he rubbed his eyes and he ran and got his glasses and then he sat back down and looked at it and then he looked at her and her hand went up to her mouth. His hand went up to his mouth. Neither of them said a word. He scooted over to her in the bed threw his legs over hers and they hugged and just started sobbing silently. It was just silent the whole time. And it was like the most, it reminded me of a Pixar movie. Like there was no, <laughs> there was no words. They just, their eyes and their hearts were communicating and it was the most beautiful underdone. You know what I mean? It was just so incredible to watch. And I was like, Oh my God. Cause I remember my pregnancy announcement. I was like, Hey fella, this is super awkward. I don't know if you remember me, but we did it <laughs> a couple of weeks back. <laughs> I am pregnant. I don't know if you remember me. <laughs> it was just really sweet. Oh my it was, God. It was just really sweet. <laughs> I mean, I hear that they're putting it into a Hallmark movie, actually. They're the Tiffany, the Tiff J pregnancy yeah. announcement uh, movie of the month. Yep. I, that's what I heard anyway. Absolutely. Oh my God. So. That Now that made me cry because that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a morning. So so in the baby book, in, in Caden's baby book, it, where it was like, when I told your father... <laughs> 
I lied. Uh, you didn't. You didn't tell the truth, huh? No, he'll learn one day, but he doesn't need to know. Oh my god, that is so funny. Oh, that's a great, great opener. I like it. I yeah. like it. That was solid. Thanks. I didn't rehearse it. I wasn't. It's probably this new position of my desk. So, what did you go home and feng shui? Yeah, because I I needed the office to be different. Okay. And uh, so I removed some things, added some things, and uh, I'm feeling good. All right. So why don't we, uh, you want to talk about our weekend together? <gasps> it was so romantic. <laughs> I would love to. Um, oh, hi, Dave. My favorite person. Listen. I got I didn't go into detail with him. All right, let me just start with this. Last week's was it last week's podcast? Mm-hmm. It's been a week already. After the podcast, usually Meredith and I just like catch up. And I was like, "Yeah, dude, I just I haven't even opened my bank account since the last time you guys were here. I don't want to know what's going on. I've got so much laundry. My life is in shambles." And she's like, "When are you going to come here?" And I was like, "Probably never, honestly." And somehow she convinced me to leave my house the next morning, the next day after picking the kids up from school and head to St. Augustine because, and she's like, get all your laundry, put it in bags, bring all your bills that you've been too afraid to open, bring everything and just come here. And so I picked the kids up from school, loaded up the car and took a seven hour road trip to St. Augustine. And, um, it was really cool because a lot of you, this might surprise some of you, but Meredith is actually like a really sweet person. She's really nice. And my, one of my children fell in love with her instantly. The other one hated her for a little while, but you can, we can explain that later. But yeah, I got all my laundry done. Dave sat down with me. We went through my bank. It was so tedious and depressing, but it was like, I was thinking about it later. I'm like, this is one of those moments that I'm going to look back on and be like, it sucked so bad in the moment, but it was crucial to me getting to the best version of my life. Because if it wasn't for Dave sitting down and forcing me to do that, I probably never would have. I would have had no idea what my future looked like, what a budget was, you know what I mean? And since then, I would just like to let you know that it it showed me in black and white what I'm making this year, what I'm losing this year, um, what I need to do. And so getting that fear out of the way really allowed me to come home yesterday. Meredith, I woke up. I sat at my freaking computer, which is something I haven't done, and I can't even tell you how long. I set up auto payments. I paid my past due bill. I paid my HOA fee that's overdue and the attorney fee for that. Um, I went in and saw my credit card. That was like a mystery that I didn't even know that I had. I logged in and found out what that was for and set that up on an auto payment. And then I got on the phone with the water company for an hour and got my water bill sorted out. And then I went on Patreon and supporters and I scheduled the lives and then I sent t-shirts out that I haven't been that were supposed to be sent out a long time ago to some winners of a contest and I at the end of the day I was like I accomplished more today 
than I have in the past six months. And it felt so good to lay my head on the pillow at night and not feel regret or guilt for not getting anything done. Like yesterday, I was thriving. Dave just is listening to the podcast. And he just came in and said, holy shit. Yay! Yeah. Good job, Tiff. Good job. Uh, thank you so much. I'm so glad he's listening. Yeah. Because it's because of him that I did it. So I'm very optimistic and hopeful. Thanks, everyone, for your sweet comments. Well, we're really proud of you because it's <clears throat> what I can tell you about this situation, and I hope this comes out right because you know I have a tendency for it to not. <laughs> So right. I'm going to preface it with, I mean this in the most loving and caring way. Okay. I have never witnessed the the pain the, and the, just the, I don't know if tragedy is the right word, but I feel like it is in a sense of somebody's marriage ending. I've never seen that. And watching it happen to you broke my heart for you in a way that it was just so – because I really had never seen it. And all I wanted to do was be like, how do I help put pieces back together? Because even though something is broken, it doesn't mean it's worthless, right? Like you fix things. You can help fix things. And I guess just watching you – in, you know, in what I would assume is, you know, sort of a rock bottom situation in a sense. I'm not going to tell you that that's where you were. I'm just going to say as an outsider looking in as a friend, seeing that just hurt me so much that I, of course, want to fix and I want to help and I want to be there. But it really, it really showed me like how devastating this can be for somebody and how it can paralyze them. And I just... It just, it, it hurt me for you. And so the fact that you, I never thought you'd get in the car and come this way. I never <laughs> thought you were going to. And the fact that you did, and then when you were here, it was so great just being here and hanging with Chloe hmm. and, you know, doing little girl things that I don't get to do anymore um, was so fun for me. But just the fact that you got what you needed to get out of it just made me so happy because I don't think if you've never gone through a divorce yourself and if you've really never personally seen somebody go through one, you have no clue. Mm -hmm. You have no clue. So can you empathize? Sure. But you really don't understand. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I now understand a bit more because we are close. And so I'm watching this and I'm just going, oh my gosh, like mm – -hmm. What can I do? What what are my what's my skill set here? And I can bake muffins. I can do laundry. I can write. But Dave's skill set was what you needed this time around. So I got to do fun stuff this time around for me. I got to do coloring and Legos and all that other shit, you know. So, but it was it was also fu fun for me because you were watching the kids, and so. <laughs> In between these like very intense financial conversations, I got to nap, mm. which was amazing. And there's so many people who say that they're going to be there for you if you ever need anything. But then there's people who insist and don't give you a choice. 
and that's you. Yeah. And as somebody who has trouble asking for help, uh, it truly is life changing to have someone be like, I'm not going to wait for you to ask, get in the car. Yeah. It's just, it is hard though, because I, ne- I never want to push you so far that you're going to be pissed, but, but you won't ask for help. So I feel like there are times where I have to really be insistent. Yeah. And that's a tough line because I also don't want to close you off because if you get closed off, mm-hmm. I'm afraid you won't open back up. Like there's a fear for me there. So it's like, I want to push you, but I don't yeah. want to be my true hemorrhoid self. You know but what I, think, I mean? It's I think tough. you're, you're really good at reading me though. Like there's some days where I can't even process the idea of doing something like that. Like we're just talking about it makes me feel yeah. nauseous. But then there's some days where I'm more receptive and, and I appreciate you being willing to teeter that line and not give up, <laughs> even though it might be scary for you. No, I not, I would never give up, but it was, I'm just glad that I caught you on a, on a day where you were like, yeah. do you know why I was thinking about this too? Mm. If we planned it too far in advance, I would have time to obsess and stress and ruminate. If we planned it too short of notice, I would panic and stress about the sudden change. But the following day in the afternoon is the perfect window (laughs) of time. And I realize that because it feels spontaneous and crazy and it's just enough time to do what I need to do so that I'm prepared but not too much time where I'm sitting around thinking of all the things that could go wrong. It was like the perfect amount of time. Yeah. It was enough time for you to make those cute baskets for the kids, for the car, which was adorable. And unfortunately you had a bad drive over because of rain and traffic, but luckily you had a good drive home. So it evened out in a sense, um, because it is not a fun drive per se. Every time we go back that way, it is all of five hours, five and a half hours for us to go further south of you. But, um, but you know, it was, it was a great trip. It was short. Um, you know, it felt like, it felt like ages, but it was short. And I know that I want to get, I want to see Chloe. I mean, you, I mean, Chloe (laughs) again. Well, you have to now, like, that's all she keeps saying. And so like, I think, and this is just me assuming, but you know, Chloe has left town to go spend time with her grandfather and then we would leave and it would be emotional. One time she went to spend time with her grandfather and left and never saw him again. Mm. And same thing with her aunt Mm. from out of town. And so I think she has this fear of like enjoying time with people out of town because she's afraid that she won't see them again. And so when, when you stepped in, when we were going to leave, Chloe was trying to hide her tears and I had already pre-warned her like, it's okay to be sad. Cause I could tell, I was like, if you feel like you want to cry, cry. It's okay. Emotions are good. You got to get those out. But then when it came time to leave, she was trying to hide them mm-hmm. and I could see her lip quivering and her eyes like darting back and forth. And I was like, honey. And I went to hug her and she pushed me away and then eventually she just broke down and Meredith saw it and like pushed me out of the way and was like, Chloe, come here, Chloe, mm-hmm. come here and hugged her and said, can I tell them what you said? Yeah. Okay. Um, we are going to do this again and we're going to do it again soon. Do you know why? Because you're not my friends. You're my family. 
and family stays together, you know, whatever you said, that was so sweet after that. And then you said, you guys are going to be back soon and we're going to find a way to make this happen all the time. And it was just, it made me emotional watching her emotional and watching you step out of your quote unquote comfort zone to be a little mushy Mm -hmm. with my baby. And it was really, and as soon as we got in the car, Caden got emotional too. Of course he'd never do it in front of you. Um, so I had to, you know, promise them that we'll be back. And it was just really cute to watch. And I get why they bonded with you because you you made them do different things than they would normally do. Meredith was forcing Caden to get off of his effing iPad and participate in activities and crafts and go to the store. And he was so pissed at first. And eventually he ended up enjoying it. And Chloe got to bake muffins and make cookies and uh she just felt really loved and it was really sweet. It, would no, re- it, was, it was really sweet. But it was, you know, there was bribing. I did bribe him with candies and whatnot. I mean, I'm not going to say that it. I, I swooped in and like I was bribing the children uh, quite a bit. But for my benefit, because I liked it, I enjoyed being able to go out and have fun and do different things. And I mean, nobody's like, do you want to go to the park? You know, no, none of my kids are like, take me to the park because that would be weird because then it would just be me with a group of teenagers at the park. <laughs> and they're like, why is that mom bringing kids to do graffiti? Like, it would be weird. <laughs> so it was fun. It was a good time. You know, I mean, I thought Chloe was going to kill somebody in Publix when I let her steer the cart. I should have known better than to because she's like, I'm going to drive the cart. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, ma'am. Ma'am, do you still have a foot? Ma'am. I'm so sorry. I mean, because she was just going like a bet out of hell. Yeah. So I, and I could tell she got pissed with me because I held the front of the cart to be like, you can push it, but I'm going to steer type thing. And she's like, um, Meredith, you can let that go now. And I'm like, but I can't, girl. <laughs> You're riding in the fast lane. And I feel like every elderly person in here is, they cannot dive out of your way. And so it was so funny because like, if, if one of my kids asked to push the cart, they're going slower than a sloth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like pissed off that they're there. Chloe's zooming in and out like Mario and Dreddy. So. so ironic because trying to get her out the front door is like watching a snail like well, of I, course for you. But the minute Oh, well, sorry yeah. everyone. <laughs> Welcome to our only friends podcast. <laughs> um, but you give her a grocery cart and she's fast and the furious. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 
Yeah, no. And then, of course, somebody just posted it in the in the chat over here. They said, um, I hope no one touched her Twix. So that was hilarious. So I let them each pick candy. Um, and Chloe got a Twix. And on it, it Caden reads it to her. He goes, Chloe, this says it's the sharing size. She says, I'm not sharing anything. And I was like, ooh, damn. All right. So I was like, look, you each have your own candy. You don't have to share with each other. That's the great thing about this. You each got your own stuff. Don't share. Don't. Mm. And so we get back and Chloe was not kidding about not sharing. She got a piece of paper out and she's like, if anybody touches my Twix, I'll cut your effing throat. (laughs) And then she wrote, I know how much is in here. Like a straight up gangsta. Oh my my favorite part was she hid the written amount of how many were left under the Twix so yeah. that you would have to pick the Twix up uh, to see. It was so it was genius. very elaborate. Evil and genius. So it was it was um it was a really great it was a really great weekend. And um I definitely uh slept hard. I'm sure. And then napped the next day, which I don't do, which totally screwed up my sleep schedule because I was like, in the middle of the afternoon, I napped for like two and a half hours. And then I woke up and I went, oh no. And then that next night I didn't sleep a wink because napping is for young people. I feel like napping is for young people because then you can go back to bed. I I take a nap. I can't go back to bed. Yeah, but you're built different. Mm. Napping is for... Older slothing people as yeah, well. I don't know. But anyway, so I know I Dave, told- Dave asked for a Twix and Chloe was like, <laughs> it's the kids weren't sure how to take Dave. It was so funny because there was sometimes when they would see him and he was like business, but he was like, I saw a side of Dave that I've never seen either. Like being cute with the kids. It was like seeing him, his soft side too, I thought was so sweet. Um, and I left one of Caden's shirts on the back patio and I meant to go back out and get it. But I told the kids, I'm like, and I left a shirt there on purpose. So we have to go back sometime. Oh, I found it. I found the shirt. And they were so excited. Yeah, I found the shirt. Um, so I washed that of course. And, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm already ready to look at the calendar and be like, okay, when do you want to do this again? Um, how do we make this work? Cause it is, it is, I mean, we're definitely not close, but we're also not that far away that we shouldn't be able to figure out how to make it work. It's a pain in the ass for the amount of time it takes to get to the place, but then you, you always have so much fun. Yeah. And, um, somebody said it in the chat and I've, I've thought about this before and I don't know, Dave's probably going to kill me for even bringing it up, but somebody was like, would you ever consider adopting? And I've thought about it multiple times because I've always, I always wanted a fourth. I always wanted one more, but I knew my body couldn't make another one. I mean, I could have made another one, but it was so hellish to be pregnant for me because I had so many complications that I knew after Brian, I was like, I can't do this again. Like I was on bed rest. I was medicated. I had to have a surgery every time I was pregnant. Then they had to watch me. I was in the doctor's office literally from like, the moment I was three months pregnant, I had to have a surgery and then I was on medication and I would have to be watched every almost weekly in doctor's appointments. It was so intense. And then the mm. fear of always losing the baby because of the complications that I had. So after Brian, I was like, I can't, I can't emotionally do this again. But then I always wanted one more and I've thought about it time and again, like 
how great would it be to adopt a four-year-old, a five-year-old? You know what I mean? But then there is, I'm going to be honest, there's a part of me that's like, oh, I'm getting close. I'm getting close to, you know, kids leaving. Yeah. You know, Matias is, Matias is on his way. You know, he spent all night last night um, filling out college applications. Mm. You know, Sophia's in high school. Brian's halfway through middle school. <sighs> is that why you kept saying that all weekend? You're like, I can't, I couldn't do a fourth. I kept telling Dave, I can't do a fourth because it was actually something that you were considering. Cause I was wondering why you said that so many times. I, like, I've been considering, I don't think Dave would even remotely consider it. So that's why I don't think it's a conversation at all. It's something that I've thought about, but I don't think for even a second, Dave would consider it. Well, I think that maybe just hang out with my kids a couple of times <laughs> and you'll be like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I just wait for grandkids. Yeah. Well, somebody was like, I was talking, I think in supporters and somebody was like, you're really not that far. See, it feels like you're a far, far away from grandkids. They're like, but you're really not that far away from grandkids. Cause you, I mean, you know, knock on wood now, but you know what I mean? I mean, Matias is going to be 18 this year. So let's say he has kids in his mid twenties. It's really not that far. But at the same time, it is always one of those things. I was one of four. So I think in my head, I was like, I'll have four. I don't know. I think when you are in a bigger family. That makes sense. You know? So I think, and I didn't have them like my parents did. There wasn't a massive gap, right? So like my kids were bang, bang, bang. And then it was kind of like, you just, I just did the parenting thing and was never mm -hmm. doing the having baby thing again, where when I grew up, it was my brother and I, and then my mom had a baby and then my mom had another baby and I had babies all the time. Mm -hmm. Like I had the babies all the time and then mm -hmm. now I'm done. Yeah. And so I think there's that finality of it for me. I've struggled with for years because I do love being the mom. Mm -hmm. that's my job. So I think part of me is panicked because I see that my duties are being slowly taken from me. Yep. And so that panics me. So I'm like, well, let me grab another kid. Like, where can I, we're going to yeah. get my hands on another kid so I can keep doing this thing. And I don't I get think, it. I don't think for a second Dave would allow that. Um, well, that's like, I'm, I mean, it's not the same thing at all. Cause my kids are seven and eight, but like when, so we're on a two, three schedule. So every few days I have no children, which to all my friends who have young kids, they're like, what's it like? <laughs> like, it must be a dream. I'm contemplating divorce just so I can get a break. And like, I totally understand that mindset, but it is the weirdest at times, most depressing at times, most exciting thing. Mm -hmm. Like there's moments where I'm like, I'm sitting here in silence, bitch. I'm eating Taco Bell on my couch, which I could never do before. Like, I'm just whatever. But then most of the time, I'm just like, who am I when I'm not a mom? Like, who the F am I when I don't have someone to care for? And this is going to sound really creepy, but I think that's really why I clung to the guys in their podcast, because they I was like, I got to fill that mom role right. with them. And I, it was very selfish of me. It helped them, but also more so it was like having people to take care of and people to help. And there's like this feeling that you get when you know that something that you are doing is making a difference in someone's life, even if they can't see it yet. Like our kids, we do that all the time. 
we make these decisions and do these things and they don't know why we're doing it, but we know it's going to help them. And that's how I felt constantly with the podcast. And it was like a very unhealthy coping mechanism. Um, but it was mutually beneficial anyway. So now I'm taking a step back so that they could do it themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and now once again, I'm back to like, who am I when I'm, when I don't have somebody to care for and help. And so I went live yesterday and I was like, what do you guys do when you're bored? Like what, honestly, what do people, cause I haven't been bored since 2012. Right. Um, probably before that, I, when I was in jail was the last time I was bored and people, the, my favorite suggestion was find a place to volunteer. And that would totally scratch that itch for me of helping somebody with not getting anything in return. You know what I mean? Like that would be, um, that's why you've considered recovery counseling. Yeah. Sorry. Somebody just wrote that. But I, as you feel those things slowly being taken away from you, I also can relate because there's certain days of the week where I'm quote unquote, not a mom. I have the house to myself. I could hop in the car and go wherever I want and do whatever I want. And I don't know where to go or what to do. It's weird. Yeah. I can tell you what to do if you want. Yeah. But if it involves boring <laughs> stuff, I don't want to hear it. Oh, that's it, never mind. Then I'm out. Yeah. If it involves like cleaning right. or like responsible things. Right. I just posted on my Facebook. I'm like, hey, sober friends, what do you guys do on the weekends? That's fun. Because I usually just sit at home on the weekends and I want to meet people and do things. Oh, maybe you should be in a bowling league. Do you want to get smacked up? I mean, you were so good. Listen, it was the balls. Okay. The balls Every, were broken. Everybody had a problem. The balls weren't bally enough. The lane was uh, unlevel. Was everybody had a problem except Yankee. the winner, which is this guy right here. <laughs> This guy right here. You did. You whooped us, dude. That was impressive. Whooped up. Yeah. So maybe volunteering. Maybe I'm going to volunteer. I like that idea. I think it's anyway, a Anyway, I stole idea. your thunder and made it about me. You were talking about your struggles with parenthood, and I'm like, tell me about it. Listen to my problems. Sorry no. about that. Well, that's what this podcast is about, ding dong. <laughs> you just called me a ding dong? Yeah. You're such... A fossil. Yeah, I am. I said something the other day, and after I said it, I was like, oh, Tiffany would have really made fun of that. <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was one of my circle the wagon things. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm not exactly sure what I said, but I was like, oh, that was from 1847, Tiffany. <laughs> one of your, your Meredithisms. Yeah, Tiffany, Tiffany would have really had a heyday with that one. Even that heyday. Heyday, yeah. What? <laughs> Who says you that shit? I just want to let everyone know, not that everyone has a treadmill. Um, I'm sure most people don't, um, but they have playlists on Spotify and also influencers on TikTok that create strut playlists. Okay. And you put the songs in an album in a specific order. And you strut to the beat of the song, and each new song has a new beat, and it gets quicker and harder and faster. Oh. Girl. The other night, I made a strut playlist from this influencer who suggested it, and it was an artist you would never even think of. Noah Khan, Can, 
He sings my favorite kind of like indie folk type music. I was strutting on the treadmill and screaming and throwing my arms around like I was in a music video, bitch. It was the most magical experience. And before I knew it, 45 minutes was up. I was covered in sweat and I felt like the main effing character in a movie. It was magical and I cannot suggest it enough. If anybody hates moving their body around, find this chick. Dang. Just Google strut, treadmill strut on TikTok and she'll pop up. What? Listen, it makes me want to move. And it's I think about it. Like right now, I can't wait to make another playlist and do it. The Taylor Swift ones. What's going on? Oh, so Dave was like, and she went on the treadmill. He's like, I can't believe this. Who is this girl? Did you not show him my story? I tagged you in it. I didn't see it. I you didn't son see of it. a biscuit. I'll go. I'll go back. Oh, it's probably expired now, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I tagged you and said, tell Dave I did it. It was oh, the very next day at 1108 at night. I went on the treadmill. So I did. I just went into. So for those of you that want to do this, I checked it to see that it would work. If you go into Spotify and you just type in treadmill, treadmill strut mix comes mm-hmm. up and then they've made me one already because they go, must go through your music mm-hmm. and decide. So like there's Taylor Swift, Lizzo, ABBA, which of so, course would be my type of jam. That's embarrassing. Um <laughs> So what I will say, RuPaul though, is in here. Is it still embarrassing? It's not surprising. You just have the most eclectic taste, which I looked in Spotify and some of them were okay. But the reason that I like the girl on TikTok, I'll see if I can find her mm-hmm. uh, or Instagram. Maybe you could look her up while I'm talking. Just type in uh, treadmill strut okay. playlist. Um, she does it all from one artist and it is timed, like actually And she tells you, like, do it to Taylor Swift, Bejeweled, set the treadmill to 3.1 if you're this height or whatever. Like, you look for your height because obviously longer. Oh, here she is. At Allie Bennett. I think that's her. Is that her her. name? Yep. Yeah. Find your pace. It says how it works. Find your pace to death by a thousand cuts, then add 0.1 MPH. Each time the song changes, do not mm-hmm. put this playlist on shuffle. So she's telling you exactly what to do. Yeah. That's why you can't put it on shuffle because it's like, it's time. Got it. Yeah. And, and this is a Taylor Swift strut workout. So she's telling you in these videos, here's a 40 minute treadmill, treadmill strut. And the playlist is getaway car escapism there's a bunch of them yeah and if you don't have a treadmill or tiktok you can find it anywhere you just google it somebody said i'll strut too it's time for the percolator (laughs) well you you could do this outside if you don't have a treadmill just walk yeah but you walk walk to the beat right walk to the beat yeah i like it and this is uh the one that i did it starts off slow and it's all timed i loved it i was like oh my gosh this is so fun i'm gonna do that on my walk later today i'm gonna yeah. put a, a strut on you know i'm gonna be taylor swift is it I, well that's what i'm gonna do because i normally listen to taylor when i walk or podcast i do listen to a lot of murder mm-hmm. when i walk which is scary because anytime a squirrel jumps in a tree i'm like ah <laughs> 
<laughs> because I'm listening to Silly. murder. And then I turn around and I'm like, oh, she's a squirrel. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Why would you listen to true crime podcasts while walking alone, Meredith? Well, I have the dog usually, but the dog jumps just as high as I do. She's a scaredy cat. So, Gosh. but it is tough because I'll be walking and all of a sudden I'm like, is somebody, I know somebody is following me, but they're not because it's the middle of the day and, yeah. you know, but I'm like, I'm sure somebody's going to kill me. That's hilarious. You know what I think is also really helpful is your mindset at the time. Like I'm in a revenge. Mm you know, like villain, I'm going to show everyone era. So I put on songs that are like, you had the best bitch and you lost it. Go with your other host. You know what I mean? <laughs> Go with your other host. I hope you're happy. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> you suck. It makes it so much easier to anger walk. I mean, so, somebody, Haley said, I think true crime would make me walk so fast. Yes. <laughs> like you're running from a murder. Yeah, but I do. And then like, then I'll see the squirrel out of the corner of my eye and I'll be like, I'm positive he had a knife. I'm positive he had a knife. Like he was coming for me. His beady eyes. I saw him. I saw him. There's no way I could but, do that. But I do. I, I've, li I've, and Dave literally was the other night the kids were like, I turned the TV on. And they were like, what do you want to watch? And literally everything in there was meet, marry, murder, deadly wives, <laughs> women who murder, monstresses, like you name it. And Brian is like, you really, mom, you really have a problem. And I was like, what? It's just, it's, just, it's the TV I like. You like TV. I like TV. It's just we like different things. And he's like, no, you like watching people get murdered. And I was like, no, that's not why. And Dave's like... So are you going to tell me when you're going to kill me or is it going to just be a surprise? <laughs> and I was like, well, what's the fun if it isn't a surprise? Like, That's so funny. I know. How do you explain that to your kids? But they do. They're like, mom, you have to stop watching this stuff. And I'm like, I just like a mystery, guys. I like it for the plot. <laughs> Which is always murder. Your kids are so great, Meredith. Oh, thank you. One of them's a little spicy, but <laughs> most of them... They're just angels. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm not kidding, but no, they she's really spicy, are. All right. I'm not naming names. Uh, we know who you're talking about. But they they're so well behaved and so polite and self sufficient. Like her kids, just so everybody knows, thought of accommodating things before I thought of them without being told. So I was just talking to like the kids about blowing up the mattress or something. And um, Brian jumped up and was like, I'll blow it up for you. And just doot, 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 right up the stairs. And then somebody else, I don't remember. And Matthias, too, he did the same things. He's like, do you need anything? I'm like, who are you people? Like, that's so sweet. My kids, 
are younger, so I'm not going to talk shit about them. But I realized that you do a really great job of having them do things for themselves so that when they get older and move out, they're not screwed. Mm-hmm. And it really inspired me because I do everything for my kids, mainly because it's easier for me, but it's really going to hurt them in the long run. And I was just so impressed by your children. You're doing a freaking amazing job, dude. Well, thank you. I mean, they're, 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 they're twice your kid's age. So there is, you know what I mean? Like it, I remember doing literally everything because it was easier for me, but Mm -hmm. you're coming up to a spot when nine, 10, you know, 11, that is going to start happening and they're going to be able to struggle less and do more. And it's just implementing those things along yeah, the way. It. But, you know, like I still fix everybody's plate at dinner. You know what I mean? Like there are things that I still do for them because I I enjoy it. Because Dave's always like, stop fixing their plates. This mm. kid is going to be paying his rent in a year. And I'm <laughs> like, but I like fixing their plates. This is one small thing that I do in the day. Where I say, okay, do you want, you know, the gravy over the noodles or you want it on the side? Or I get it's it. one small thing that I do. So when he tells me, stop doing that, I'm like, mind your fucking business. I'm going to fix a plate. That's my job in this moment that I want to do. Um, it's not, not like when they leave the house, they won't be able to fix their own dinner plate, right? It's just for you. Yeah, it's just for me. So there are things that I do that are just for me with the kids. And then, of course, you know, like I make them get up and do their own shit when it's, mm-hmm. you know. Brian, we are sitting on the couch and he's like, oh, do you guys need towels for upstairs? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? You are an angel. Well, I had reminded him to bring them up before you arrived and he forgot. <laughs> so then he was like, oh, I forgot to put up towels. So he's probably like, let me cover these tracks. Oh, do you guys mint for your pillow? What can I do for you? That's so funny. But he did clean the hole upstairs and get the mattresses ready. And after I washed everything, he made the beds and did all of that. Now, after getting torn up on the internet for my shitty air mattresses, I will be purchasing a new set. Don't you dare do. Um, but that's literally because you know what they did when you left? Him and mm-hmm. his friend went upstairs and jumped on the on the wonky one. And I was like, this mm. is why we can't have nice things. Could you invite your friends over for a trampoline party on my damn air mattresses? The kids loved the air mattresses. It was the best night's sleep they've ever had. They said they felt like a little uh, worm in a cocoon. Right. I'm well, just, I have old lady bones. Yeah, you can't be, you can't be doing that. But And anyway. every time I turned, Caden went flying out the <laughs> guest bedroom window. <laughs> And I had to keep going downstairs to carry him back up. Well, I forgot, too, that we don't have blinds on that window. Oh, that's a, that was helpful. To and us. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, in the morning, I was like, that sun is probably coming right into her retina. Because we <laughs> never put, because nobody sleeps up there. So we never right. even thought, like, about blinds because it's of just course. got the ping pong table and the pool table or whatever. It's not like people are getting naked up there. And then I was like, oh, crap. No. I never thought about it. It was fine. It helped us get. If it was dark in there, I would have slept all day. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I so wouldn't have. Good. I wouldn't have allowed it. Obviously, I, I know. Would have been up there. <laughs> Hello, morning. <laughs> you know, with my annoyingness, but yeah. So it was a good trip. It was. It was a lot of fun. And um, you know, we definitely have to look at the calendar and do it again. Mm-hmm. Um. So tell me if this, if you think this is funny. Or not, because I didn't think it was funny. Okay. So my birthday was Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And so Tuesday morning comes and I wake up 
Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. And I wake up and Dave comes out of the bathroom and he says, good morning. And he leaves. And I went, hmm, it's, it's odd. Okay. I'm going to let that go. Then I walk out. I see the kids. I see Sophia. I see Matias. Good morning. Good morning. All right, mom, we love you. Got to go to school. Bye. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. All right. So then about an hour later, Brian wakes up and he comes out. Dave's standing in the kitchen and I'm just staring at him. I'm staring a blazing laser fire hole into his face. Mm. And I'm looking at him and he's like, what? 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 And I'm like, are you kidding me? And he's like, okay, calm down. I know what day it is. I just was pretending to not know so that I could surprise you later to take you out. I was like, do you really think that pretending to forget my birthday is going to get you anything other than on one of those murdered shows? Mm. Like, why would you pretend that? Like, why is that? Just say happy birthday. Right. Is that funny? Because he's like, it's funny. And I'm like, it's not funny. I think that there's a time limit. Like for pretending to forget about it for a few minutes and then walking back into the room with like flowers and chocolate. It's enough time for you to like be like, oh, this is so sad. Oh, my gosh. Of course, they didn't forget. But to have it go all day. Well, that was like an hour and a half. Yeah. But if he was going to pretend until the time he took you out. Oh, yeah. That would have been all day. I, I was pissy. So then. So then. um you know, Brian wakes up and he's like, after I stare at the death stare at him, he's like, oh, happy birthday. Like a question, like, is that what this is? Mm. And Dave is just texting in here. I had reservations to go to the, to take her to the melting pot. She canceled them and we ate Chinese on the couch instead. What? <laughs> and that's true. Cause I was tired. I was tired. It had been a long day. He was like, it's just you and I, not the kids. Because it's an expensive restaurant. So we weren't going to take the kids with us. And I was like, I don't want to go out on my birthday without the kids. So I was like, let's just get Chinese food so I don't have to cook. We'll sit on the couch. We'll watch a movie. And then, you know, you can take me to the melting pot when it's... On an anniversary. On, well, on a, on, a, on a weekend or something. But like not to... Like it was my birthday. So I didn't want to like not go out with the kids. I understand. So... Matias, so Dave must have texted the kids after they left and said, did neither of you say happy birthday to your mother? Oh, they weren't in on it? No, they forgot. So so on the way home, Matias stops and he gets me this card. It says, happy birthday, great grandma. <laughs> and on the inside, it says, every moment with you is a moment to treasure. Every story you tell is one to remember. Every hug you give is filled with love. I love you so much, mom. And I can't believe this is my last year living at home. I know this is going to be the best year yet. I just wanted to tell you how special you are to me. And also thank you for staying home for my last year. I saw. How sweet. I know. And Dave was like, of course he's your favorite. And I was like, he is the only one who got me a great grandma card. Mm. And so um, I thought the kids were in on it. No. What a bunch of buttholes. (laughs) No, they forgot. Um, So I was like, it's a, but it really didn't, it bothered me that he didn't say happy birthday to me in the morning, but the other stuff I don't care about. Like I didn't care about going out to eat. I didn't care about anything because it's just, I mean, it really is just another day. 
no, it's a very special day. It's the day that you, the earth was blessed with your presence. Mm. I don't know. It's Birthdays ne- to me are just kind of like, Mrah. no, not me, bitch. Yeah. My birthday. Listen, national I holiday. Have, okay. Here, I think that I, well, now it's not really going to be the same issue that I've had in the past, but I kind of came to a point where I expected to be, not feel like a queen. And not just because my son chose to be born on the same day and now my birthdays are all Pokemon and right. bluey, but like I, I, my pattern is going for people who are reserved and don't like make big grand gestures. And so, you know, my spouse was never a grand gesture kind of person. And so, um, I feel like I, not because of him, but just birthdays are a great way to feel disappointed if things don't go the way you <laughs> fantasize about them. I think you have these expectations. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, I know it's not for everybody. Some people have wonderful birthdays, but I'm always like, hmm, I wish people loved me enough to set fireworks off. Or something. <laughs> like, is that too much to ask? Really? <laughs> Um, but from now on, I'm making my own birthdays. I'm, I've decided not to wait for other people to make them special. I'm going to make them so mother effing special that I know I'm going to be happy. There you and go. I've already made plans for this year. Great. Can you tell us yeah. what they are? Are they secret plans? I could tell you many of them, but okay. not one of them. Oh, okay. Well, you know one of them. Oh, okay. Got it. My birthday gift. Yep. Got it. Um, but yeah, I have an entire day mm-hmm. at the spa, mm-hmm. uh, he, head to toe. Um, they do actual head spas where they put, there's like a water fountain on your head and a special magical little brush. Stop. I swear. And it's two hours away. And I, I was like, I'm going because it's my birthday. Wait, wait a minute. Where is it? And can I get a reservation next to you? Castle, you uh, don't play with me. It's Castleberry. Listen, we can make an event out of it. I will book hotels. Where is it? I don't know where Castleberry is. All I know is it's two hours away. Okay. So after this call, we're getting on there and then we're getting a hotel and then we're doing this. Don't play with me. I'm not. What? New Orlando. <laughs> I'm in. Dave already looked it up. It, real, Dave's the best. I need an assistant. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, and then I am going to a restaurant. It's so funny that you say that because I've never been to the Melting Pot and I'm going alone and I already have reservations. I didn't want to steal your thunder twice in this podcast, so I was going to not even mention it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and then I am uh, doing nothing, absolutely nothing. I am. Dave's not going to like this part, but I'm spending on a bundle on Candy Crush, and I'm going to lay on my couch with cheesecake and play Candy Crush. But we could do that in a hotel in Orlando. Yeah. Well, my plan was to drive home, but I would love to just stay in hotel. Okay. Well, as soon as we're done here, uh, we will be um, looking things over. Okay. Sounds like a great way to spend your birthday. Haley said, what's a queen without a king? Historically more powerful. Yes, that is I true. I love it. That is, in fact, historically accurate. I will burn it down, dude. Ooh, all right. well, now you went to evil witch instead. I know. <laughs> I, know. I felt like an evil queen. I will burn it to the ground. <laughs> all 
right. As soon as I read that, I felt so powerful. I will kill this whole town. So then you just thought, let's just let's burn the peasants. Let's burn the peasants. To the I don't know what I thought. I blacked out. Oh, my God. All the power, the rage and the power went straight to your head in point zero zero one seconds. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so funny. I'm excited. Well, that's great. I'm so glad that that's what you're doing. Thank you. Um. So, yeah. Well, I mean, this was a fun episode. Did you have something of- planned for today? No, actually, I didn't because I figured we'd talk about the trip. Okay. Perfect. That's what I, I did- assumed because um, I made myself a really massive list of things that I had to do today because I forgot that I have to go somewhere. So, everything is getting shifted to tomorrow. But um, I have to get better about planning my weeks so that we do have just in case these backup topics and I have to be better about it. You, it, This is a two-person podcast. Um, I don't know if you know who I am, but I'm the motivated mama. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. If you need help with topics, let me know because I do things now. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll... I guess it would still obviously be relevant. Um, maybe not as timely, but I think maybe next time, I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but did you read about the eight passenger? Yeah. By the time that comes out though, it'll be old news. Yeah. You got to get on it as soon as it happens. Yeah. But that story so sad. I'm not surprised, dude. No, she was in the news a while back because she took her kids beds away. She was, she's, she's definitely made some choices, but what, And I'm telling you right now, mark my words, mark this podcast. And I am telling you. Listen. Right now. They're going to do some Hulu or Prime or whatever documentary about this. Mm -hmm. Because the weirdest part of this whole thing, for those of you that haven't followed this at all, you can just Google it. Just Google eight passenger arrest. And it's going to be the first thing that comes up. This mom who has six kids and used to do this big time family YouTube channel um, has been arrested along with her business partner for child neglect and abuse. And the weirdest part of this is after her and the husband split and she became partners with this other woman, um, they created some mom motivational uh, like podcast uh, blog together. And so they're telling other women how to parent and and motivate them and they're bo- they were both arrested for child abuse and neglect and it feels very culty what they've oh. created on the separate page i'm telling you they're going to make some documentary about this and about the follow it it looks and feels and when you listen to it it's very culty really yeah cuz i went over to their instagram and I was like, what are they doing? And they're talking about parenting, but it's very weird. It's a very, very weird. I'm trying to remember I'll the name. I'll have to check it out. I'm, I'm going to have to change my name on here, Meredith. No, not you. You named me after their podcast? No. Eight, eight passenger arrest. Um, Ruby Frank is the woman who was arrested. Um, and her business partner, uh, it's connections, C O N N E X I O N S connections is the <gasps> it's got name, an X in it is the it is name. a cult. It's super culty. And so I think they're going to make, uh, I think they're going to make, uh, one of those like 
docudramas or whatever about it because there has to be more behind this because this connections thing was very strange and the rumor is that the business partner was brainwashing the the mom after the divorce during the divorce and after the divorce but it's weird the whole thing is weird jody hildebrandt jody hildebrandt is the business partner ruby frank is the mom of eight passengers and it's everywhere Business Insider, NBC News, ABC News, it's all over the place. Their YouTube channel is down, but I don't know if the Instagram is. Uh, it's down? Yeah, they the YouTube was taken down. I don't know who took it down. Let me let me go to the... I never even heard of Jody Hildebrandt, like, in the reports or anything. But it's interesting because all these clips are coming out of questionable moments in that vlog or whatever. I don't see it anymore on Instagram. It may be down on Instagram too. It was still up the other day. Um, but anyway, so very weird, um, very sad, very sad situation for these kids. Yeah. Uh, uh, some uh, Those people got canceled a couple of years ago. I forget their names, but they were a family where they would like torture their kids for pranks. Oh, the... Uh, Five, yeah. That um, they they had a they had a whole Dateline about them. That was so sad. They were those parents were arrested too. Oh yeah, they were terrible. It's so sad. That's why I quit vlogging because I was like, my shit's so boring. I'm gonna have to get real extreme. Like <laughs> if I want it, and I don't want to get extreme, so no. I'm just gonna quit. No, that was not even. That was, I mean, just crazy. But um, the whole thing was just crazy, the story in general. So I know that they're going to do some sort of a show on it and talk about it because I do feel like they went way out there with the connection stuff with Yeah, that is weird. Very cult-esque. And it, makes, it makes you think that more is definitely going to be revealed. Oh, and I yeah. hope those freaking kids from that one family, I mean, I'm sure like this family too, but that one family who got arrested, I saw a video of them pranking this kid by thinking he was in huge freaking trouble for spilling ink on the ground. And it broke my effing heart. It was invisible ink and they were blaming him and he knew he didn't do it. And his face was so red and he was sobbing and it was so sad. And um, anyway, my point is I, there's so many families on YouTube who do the craziest stuff for views and clicks and popularity. And it's all so fake yeah. And at the kids' expense most of the and, time. And the kids are going to have real the, – the, all of this shit is fake, but the consequences are real. And they're yeah. going to last for a lifetime, like some a of the hundred. stuff that they do. But – so this is the last thing that I'll say. So Caden was mad at me because we were sitting on the couch – and I wouldn't let him have his iPad, but he was like, can I watch TV? And I was like, yeah, we can have the TV on because I think I was folding laundry or whatever. And of course, I was like, what do you want to watch? And he's like, YouTube. And I'm like, you loophole son of a bitch. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I have YouTube on the TV because Brian watches it, right? So I was like, okay. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, well, I mean, these YouTube shows are like shows on the TV. What's the difference? It's fine. Whatever. So I was like, what do you want to watch? And he's like, Mr. Beast. And I was like, I fucking hate Mr. Beast. So I was like, fine. So I put it on and it was in that moment that I realized why I hate Mr. Beast so much. Do tell. All he does is destroy shit. Mm. He destroys, blows up, 
things that are perfectly good just to get views. I watched him destroy a Lamborghini, a brand new Lamborghini. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, the amount of money it cost to purchase said Lamborghini and then just destroy it. You could have fed a small country Mm. for a friggin' month. You could have fed children purchased some medicine and revamped an entire village in the sub-Saharan Africa, but instead you bought a Lamborghini and trashed it for views. And that's the stuff that pisses me off about YouTube because these creators does do a lot of good. And then Brian jumped right into his defense and said, do you know how much Mr. Beast donates to charity? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, he does a lot of good and you're just being a hater. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I am being a hater because I hate it. And so then we're having like fisticuffs in the living room and Caden is like, you're ruining the show. You're ruining it. (laughs) And I'm like, Caden, stop it. This is stupid. This is trash TV. And he's like, you're ruining it. So then we had this whole brawl over Mr. Beast. And then Brian was like, do you know, he's being um, sued for Mr. Beast Burger because uh, he um, stopped doing business because I guess he has ghost kitchens. That's how he was doing his Mr. Beast Burger was with ghost kitchens. How do you hire ghosts? (laughs) So it basically just means there's no Mr. Beast Burger building. They would go into other kitchens as a ghost operation and serve the food up for DoorDash and delivery. So we actually got Brian a Mr. Beast burger for his birthday last year because that's what he wanted. Let me tell you, it was a $30 hamburger that we had to go and pick up and it was made in the kitchen of a Red Robin restaurant. Shut up. And when Brian ate it, he was like, it's not very good. And so I was like, great. We drove 45 minutes to get a $30 hamburger and it was shit. And I guess Mr. Beast broke ties because he realized he was getting a lot of bad customer reviews and it was overcharged and all of this. So it's, it was just like, I guess there's some legal battle now or whatever, but the guy has more money than probably, I swear to God, Bill Gates at this point. Yeah. So, but I was just like on my soapbox, like, this is why I don't like Mr. Beast because he is ruining things and he is trashing things and and the kids are like, we don't care. We just want to watch him blow up this Lamborghini and peace lady. <laughs> there's nothing you could say no. at this point. No. No. Yeah. And see, somebody just said our local big boy has Mr. Beast burgers. Our local Red Robin has them. Yeah. So it's all, uh, they're just ghost kitchens. So anyway. So I did not even know that was a thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Influencers are the ones that are doing that, you know, to, to grow their brand or whatever. That's crazy. Are you taking notes? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany's uh, falafels will be sold out yeah. of... Uh, yeah. So Tiffany's anyway. tacos. Tiffany's tacos. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, well- so, um, all right. Um, uh, one side note for those of you that are listening to this, I'm going to shamelessly plug my new Substack. So if you want to come over and join and subscribe, you can find me over on Substack at Filter Free Parents with Meredith Masony. Um, I have started a newsletter and solo podcast over there that talks about um, uh, lots of recipes, crockpot meals, one-sheet pan meals, parenting stuff, um, pretty much anything about getting... Uh, organized uh, throughout your day, talk about my workouts, talk about all sorts of stuff over there that Tiffany doesn't want to talk about. Um, Mm. So it's basically just a whole bunch of, let's call it a poo-pourri of parenting, if you will. I don't know if I'd choose that. 
language. Okay. Um, but that's one of those things that I would definitely need because you know your stuff, dude, and you're <laughs> you're so great at explaining things. So I can't I can't wait. To, mostly the food is what I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, recipes, easy easy peasy recipes for a family for weeknights, stuff like that. Is it an app or what? How does it work? Substack is an app, but you can just um, search it up and then put my name in there and um, you'll find me. Um, We launched yesterday and I was blown away. We already had, um, I think this morning when I checked, around 12,000 subscribers, Mm 1,200 subscribers. Oh my gosh. Oh, I I was like, bitch. Yeah, I was like, I wish. Uh, We're rich. Well, free, 1,200 free subscribers. and then, of course, we did get some paid, but, uh, you know, the difference is it's $5 a month for all of the extras, like the extra recipes and the podcasts and stuff like that. But you can be a free subscriber where you're getting a newsletter, the disc- discussion thread, and one recipe a week. So if you feel like it. it's worth the $5, you do get the extra podcast and the extra recipes. So, um, but it's it's just another way for us to connect. And the nice thing about it is you don't have to be notified because it comes straight to your inbox. So you don't have to look for it. It's coming straight to you, which is the problem that I have with Facebook and uh, Instagram and whatnot. You don't get notified. Um, so you don't have to look for it. It's coming straight to your inbox. 1200 is amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm really looking forward to it because it is a place where I get to talk about <laughs> Tiffany's taking more notes. It, it is. It's a place that I get to talk about some of the some of the stuff that I find interesting. That I hope others find interesting. I know. I know you don't want to sit here and talk about recipes. So th- if I was going to read recipes from anyone, though, it would be you because oh. I like you. Well, thank you. Yeah. So the Substack is called Filter Free Parents with Meredith Masony. So you can find me over there. But of course, you can always find us here on any. Uh, anything, anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple Play, Google Music, Shindig Fiddings, <laughs> Shalangalangs, Podbean Castbox, iHeartRadio. And make sure when you do go, you leave us a five-star review because those are the only ones that we accept. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys have a great rest of your week. And we will see yes. you next time on another episode of Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. Host, do I, did we just switch? I never we don't say know. this. It doesn't matter. Hosted by two struggling moms who have no idea, no idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. We'll see you guys next time. Love you. Okay, bye. Goodbye, friends.